0: This is the Finding Great Treasure podcast. My name is Ben Reddy, and I want to welcome you to the It Is Finished series. In this series, we're looking at Jesus' final words upon the cross in John's Gospel, chapter 19, verse 30, where Jesus said, It is finished. It speaks of his completed work upon the cross, and we want to delve into the implications of that completed work for our lives. And I want to invite you to open your heart, open the Word of God, and thank you for tuning in. God bless. I want to welcome you out to episode two today and really appreciate you tuning in to the podcast. Uh, this is the series, it is finished where we're looking at John chapter 19, verse 30, when Jesus said, it is finished and what that means for you and I. In episode two, uh, we're going to be looking today at the subject of regeneration. But before we jump into that, I want to really encourage you, if you haven't listened to episode one about redemption, uh, that you take the time to listen to that. And those that have listened to redemption, you'd be very well aware that I left you with the challenge, uh, the question, what is bodily redemption? And so i want to give you that answer in this podcast uh, but i'm going to leave it for the end of the episode so stay tuned and at the end of this episode i'm going to be sharing what it means when the bible talks about bodily redemption today's episode though is regeneration our text is going to be john chapter 3 verse 3 and before we read that i want to just share a story that i read recently about starfish Now, this is very interesting and may be known by some of our listeners, but starfish have the ability to regenerate a limb. That if a starfish loses a limb, it'll be able to grow a new one. Even within just a few months, it'll grow a totally new limb from where the old limb had been lost. Now, that in itself is a miracle, but what amazed me in this article was what I'm going to share with you next. That they've discovered some species of starfish that have the ability To regrow an entire starfish from the limb that was broken off now think about what that's saying that from that broken off limb a totally new starfish can be recreated or regenerated just from that limb now this is an amazing picture of what the Bible talks about with this subject of regeneration that God is not looking just to add something new to the Christian life what god is wanting to do is totally regenerate and create something new and this is our subject of regeneration so let's read this text john chapter 3 verse 3 together have your bible open jesus answered and said to him most assuredly i say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god so let's begin to consider regeneration some of the history of the word and what the word actually means So let me ask you a question as you listen to this episode. What does regeneration mean to you? How would you describe that in your own words? When I speak the word regeneration, what does it bring up in your mind? Let me give you some of what the Bible dictionary says in the Holman Bible dictionary. It says it's the radical spiritual change in which God brings an individual from a condition of spiritual defeat and death to a renewed condition of holiness and life so that's a great definition the word regeneration is an english word that obviously comes from the greek word in the new testament uh, the greek word is palen genesea and so palen is the great word that is actually two greek words put together the first word is palen which means again and genesea is the same word we get genesis from which means birth or beginning So simply put in the Greek, that word regeneration, those two Greek words together, Palin and Genesea, means to be birthed again or born again. And so regeneration means to be born again, which is why we've read this text tonight. John chapter 3 verse 3, unless one is born again. Another Bible definition is simply this tonight. Regeneration, then, may be defined as an act of God whereby He bestows upon the believing sinner new life. This life is God's own life, the imparting of His own nature. God Himself is the source and bestower of His life, so that believers are said to be partakers of the divine nature. That's 2 Peter 1.4 that were created in Christ Jesus Ephesians 2:10 born of God John 1:13 or like our text says born again in John chapter 3 verse 3 Let me read the full text again for us Jesus answered and said to him Most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God and so here is this subject of regeneration. This word regeneration in the Greek only actually occurs twice in the New Testament. Firstly, in Matthew 19 verse 28, which is a different context to what we're looking at tonight. But the other time is in Titus chapter three, verse five. And this would be well worth underlining in your Bible. Titus three, five, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. And here it is, this miracle of being born again, birthed again spiritually, or being regenerated. So let me ask you a question. Do you think we see regeneration in the Old Testament? Now take a moment to consider that. Do you think we see regeneration in the Old Testament? because in our text in john chapter 3 the context is very interesting jesus is speaking to nicodemus who's a a ruler here and uh he's a pharisee he's a ruler of the pharisees and jesus says to him in john chapter 3 verse 10 it says jesus answered and said to him are you the teacher of israel and do not know these things so jesus had an expectation that nicodemus who was a teacher of the old testament would have an understanding of regeneration let me show you from the Old Testament the subject of regeneration Ezekiel 36 26 I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh now when you consider what the New Testament says about the subject of regeneration or being born again that text in Ezekiel seems like it would come straight out of the New Testament new heart a new spirit that god would put in us but this was prophetically speaking about what christ would do in the act of regeneration being born again i also like jeremiah 31 verse 33 it says these words but this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my law in their minds I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." What a great imagery here, the picture that the Word of God gives us, that God will put His law in our minds and write it on our hearts. It's talking about a spiritual transformation, a change of nature. And what this is speaking of, again, prophetically, is what Jesus would bring, which is this act of regeneration, being born again. So let's consider for a moment some of the mistakes and confusion that exist around regeneration and i want to list a few of these through with you tonight and consider these together the first mistake around regeneration is that the mistake of water baptism being regeneration and some of the confusion comes from our chapter john chapter 3 where in verse 5 jesus answered and said most assuredly i say to you unless one is born of water and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of god now it sounds like here and many would claim that jesus is saying there must be a spiritual birth but it's connected to being baptized in water but jesus's words are clear he says it's to be born of water and the spirit now firstly to think biblically that some kind of external ritual can bring about internal regeneration is wrong simply being dunked under water in water baptism cannot bring about a spiritual transformation but of course, we see this to be true in the Bible in Acts chapter 10. His Peter, he goes to Cornelius' house. Cornelius is a believer. He has a good reputation amongst the Jews. He's a man that fears God, his household with him. He's a man that prays. He's a man that gives. And Peter goes and preaches at his house. And the Bible shows us they're all baptized in the Holy Spirit. They begin to speak in tongues. They begin to prophesy. And Peter says it's just like what happened in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost and at the end of that whole story peter says we should get these people baptized in water so we see clearly the order that they're already saved they're baptized in the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and then after that peter says we should now baptize them in water so clearly baptism in water cannot bring salvation so let's consider then what it means when the bible talks about being born of water Well, obviously, what Jesus is saying is this, that there must be a natural birth and then a spiritual birth. In the natural birth, when we're born, it breaks the waters in childbirth. And Jesus is saying there must be that natural birth. Then that must be followed by a spiritual birth. This is very clear. You must be born once and then you must be born again. And this is John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. There's a natural birth, that which is born of the flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So the first mistake is thinking that this regeneration is water baptism. A second mistake that's common is this, the mistake that reformation is the same as regeneration. Listen tonight, regeneration is not just turning over a new leaf it's not just making some good decisions it's not self-improvement it's not a new year's resolution those things are reforming character but regeneration is very different reformation deals with the character or what we do the external regeneration is a miracle that happens in the heart and in the spirit we see this very clearly in the bible 1 corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That natural man, the carnal man, the sinful nature, cannot know the things of the Spirit of God. There must be a spiritual change before they can be understood. Romans 8 verse 7, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be there must be regeneration there must be spiritual change and romans chapter 8 verse 8 so then those who are in the flesh cannot please god No matter what anybody tries to do, come into church, go through the routines and the rituals, and learn what they can, change their conduct with reformation of character, the Bible says if they're still in the flesh, they cannot please God. Because that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus said there needs to be this regeneration, there needs to be this being born again. Another mistake is that regeneration is hereditary passed down through the family John chapter 1 verse 13 which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God this act of regeneration cannot be passed down through the family line just because a man or a woman is born again their children are not automatically born again or automatically regenerate it's not of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God god must produce it it's an act of the spirit and the question really is and a lot of people believe this and we must ask ourselves where can this notion of hereditary regeneration come from So many people believe that if you're just a Christian family, then your children are automatically going to be saved. Where does this come from? Much of the misunderstanding comes from Acts chapter 16, where uh, Paul is talking to the Philippian jailer. And he says, you know, your household will also be saved. You and your household will be saved. And what he's saying there is not because the jailer gets saved that his whole family is automatically born again. What he's saying is a promise, and it's a great promise for us to hold on to that when one family member does get saved, God is going to open doors for that whole family to get saved. And that should be a promise that every Christian holds on to, that when you get saved, God says your family can and will get saved because of your salvation, but that's going to be due to your witness and the working of the Holy Spirit and the preaching of the gospel. There's not an automatic regeneration. There's not this hereditary regeneration they still must make their own decision to be born again and be regenerate by the Spirit of God. A last mistake that's often made is the mistake that regeneration is optional. Many people over the years have said, Oh, you're one of those born-again Christians. Well, I want to be clear tonight that the only kind of Christian is a born-again Christian. There is no other kind of Christian Jesus said these words in John chapter 3, verse 7 Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Being born again is not optional, it's a must, Jesus says. There is no other kind of Christian except a born again Christian. And if you haven't been born again, you haven't been regenerate by the Spirit of God, you're not a Christian. Because Jesus said, you must be born again, there must be this spiritual change. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So let's consider finally the miracle of regeneration. Let me say firstly that regeneration is instantaneous. Just like birth is something that happens at a specific moment in time, being born again is a specific moment in time there was a moment you were born again it's not progressive it's not something that's worked out over time but it's an instantaneous miracle when you're born again every born again christian should be able to look at a time in their life where they know they met with jesus christ and there was a moment of regeneration that moment where the spirit was changed you were regenerate you were born again so let me ask how are we regenerated how are we born again what is the key in experiencing this miracle well firstly i want to say to you it is absolutely a response to the word of god and the truth of god's word it must be an acceptance of god's word and what he says about us our sin eternity and who he is this obviously leads into repentance repentance really is just a response to who god is who we are as sinners This is what repentance is, and it must be a response to the Word of God. This is why it's so important to preach the Word of God, because it's at the Word of God, sinners can respond and be born again. 1 Peter 1, verse 23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. The Word of God is the trigger that brings this miracle of being born again, or being regenerate. So, it must be preached. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, the Word of God triggers this miracle of being born again. And I want to say, secondly, when we talk about how we are regenerate, we must again realize that it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's not a work of the carnal man or the flesh or the carnal mind, but it's a work of the Spirit. Again, John chapter 3 verse 6 that we mentioned a moment ago, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. You must be born again by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit must come into the heart and do that miracle work of regeneration if we're going to be regenerate. So let's finish very quickly and talk about the evidence of regeneration. And we're going to close a few things that we must see in that born again life. If we know that we truly are born again is firstly, there must be a new life. There must be change. There must be a new life. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new there must be some kind of newness of life in those that have been born again if we're new in christ there must be an evidence that things have changed now we must be clear it doesn't mean that you're perfect there is no perfection at that moment but there must be change and it's that change that newness of life that gives evidence that you've been born again a second evidence that we'd see is there must be new fellowship Listen to 1 John chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now, if we're honest, we could have an altar call right there. Because here it is, John's very clear, the Word of God states that the evidence that we know that we've passed from death to life, we've been born again, regenerate, he says the evidence of that is we love the brethren. What he's saying is every born again believer that's been regenerated by the Spirit of God must love the brethren. If there's no love for the brethren, you haven't been born again. Now, again, doesn't mean we're perfect in that, that we love everybody all the time. We have to deal with our carnal nature, the sinful nature, the appetites and the dynamics of offense and unforgiveness. There is that reality, but there must be underneath all of that a love for the brethren, because when you're born again, something changes in that heart. Something changes in your spirit. You've been born again, regenerate. And the evidence is, is you're going to love the brethren. A last evidence is there's going to be a new righteousness. Not only new life, not only new fellowship, but new righteousness. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 John 2, 29. If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of Him. We know that whoever is born of God, this is now 1 John 5, 18, does not sin, but he who has been born of God guards himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. What a great text here in the Word of God tonight. The Bible says if you've been born of God, you're not going to continue in sin. And it's very clear we need to understand that the Bible says this is an evidence of being born again, that we don't carry on in uncleanness, but we now begin to live in holiness and cleanness before God again we stumble we fall but there should be an underlying understanding that when we're born again there's a change of nature that sinful nature is being broken and god brings about his righteousness in our hearts now and there should be the practicing of holiness there should be a clean living and if there's been no change in our approach to sin, no change in our perception of sin, you have not been born again. Because one of the evidences of being born again, regenerate in spirit, is that there's a new righteousness. We begin to live clean and we begin to live right with God. So let me ask you as you're listening tonight, have you been born again? Have you been born regenerate has there been a change in heart not just an educating of the mind not just a reformation of the character not just an improvement in moral conduct but has there been a change of spirit have you been born again in the spirit is there new life is there new fellowship is there new righteousness has there been a change of spirit as the old testament prophet said i'll put a new spirit and a new heart within you. If not, you can receive that right now, wherever you are tonight. You can receive that. You can receive Christ, and He can change that heart. You can be born again. And I want to encourage you to make a decision. Make contact. Ask the question, how can I receive Christ? And you can be born again. Regenerate. Because when Jesus went to that cross and He said, it is finished, He made a way that you can be regenerate. You can be changed in Jesus' name. Let me finish and talk about bodily redemption. Last week in episode one, I left you with the challenge of what bodily redemption is. And I wanna bring that answer to you tonight. Uh, just when sin entered the world, it stained the human spirit. Spiritually, we died and we were separated from God. And because of sin's effect bringing spiritual death, we needed to be redeemed. We needed to be purchased back. Our sin needed to be put upon the Messiah. We learned that in the last episode but when sin entered the human race and entered the world not only was there spiritual death but there was an effect upon our physical bodies our physical well-being when sin entered the world so did sickness so did disease so did physical death that entered the world because of sin so not only was there a spiritual effect because of sin but there was a physical effect because of sin and just as christ has redeemed us spiritually and we received new life and redemption one day there's going to be a bodily redemption this body that we live in now that's frail weakness sickness all that we go through physically on this earth listen there's a day coming where christ is going to give us a new body and the bible says that body is going to be incorruptible not touched by sickness not touched by death not touched by weakness but he's going to redeem our bodies going to give us a new body that's going to be unlike this body where we suffer with weakness and sickness now There's coming a day where we're never gonna be touched by sickness, never gonna be touched by weakness or death ever again in these bodies, because God is gonna give us a bodily redemption, a new body and redeem. What was lost and affected by sin is gonna be redeemed soon in the future, and Christ is gonna give us a new body that's body redemption. It's the wonderful hope if you've ever suffered through sickness, the weakness of this frail nature, be encouraged. There's coming a day where God is going to give you an incorruptible body, a new body that's going to be untouched, never to be sick again, never to experience pain, never to experience weakness. A body untouched by death, we're going to be redeemed in our bodies I want to thank you for listening. God bless you. And subscribe, please, to these episodes, to this podcast series. And we're going to be back again next week with episode three. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We want to invite you back next week for more of Finding Great Treasure. God bless.